Hello everyone, welcome back to Within Reason with Holly Michelle. This is going to be episode 9, Connections versus Attachments. And um, thank you for tuning in. As I said the previous podcast, the format a little bit has changed. You'll still see some collaborations, some guest speakers. Um, but... For the most part, you will hear me. You will hear me. So again, like I said, today's topic is connections versus attachments. Now, we all can look in the dictionary. We can check out the definitions and the meanings. But oftentimes, when it comes to understanding something fully... If we see ourselves in anything that we are looking at, we tend to dismiss it, make excuses for it, and we don't take accountability for what the reality is. So I wanted to dig into this because I think it is a prominent thing that goes on nowadays. When you are in a relationship, or sometimes now they say all these new words, they come up with situationship where you have, you're dealing with a person who has an expectation or how we utilize that word narcissist so much where um, you're dealing with someone who has to have or wants to have control. And that want and need to have control is because they want the outcome of their story, their situation, their life to be a certain way. And in order for that to happen, they have to take over. That's an attachment. So I wanted to go into that because we don't typically look at that. We have so many new terminologies that we use. You see it here, there, everywhere. But the basis of all those situations are very simple without the extra terms. So I just wanted to go on into this. So Attachment has the power to completely take us away from the present. It keeps us either in the past or the future, longing for things to be. Now, again, these terms, especially the word attachment, can be used in so many walks of your life. It doesn't have to just be in a relationship. You have individuals who are attached to their past life, the things they used to do, things they... um, They found easy to do in a certain part of time in life. And today is today, the future. And they still look to attach themselves to what they used to be able to accomplish with that same technique or doing that same thing. And they look for the past to come to play in the future. It's an attachment. Connections. Connection makes room for the unexpected. Connection is intimate, synced, vulnerable, and present. At one point or another, we've all met someone we felt an instant connection with. Like, you know each other in another lifetime. Things just seem to flow. You might even feel like you knew them in another life. I hear more stories than I can count where I've heard women and men feel deep connections. It fizzles. He or she disappears or just things just don't work out. Normally when this happens, 
women more than men struggle to let go. Sometimes months and even years go by and they're still holding on to that connection, quote unquote, hoping things will change. Now, being frank, some of you go through this and are in a denial because you feel you really had something. Like we, I am not, okay, let me just say this. I cannot put myself in the boat of a person who has an issue with letting go because that's the one thing that I find easy to do. Now, from my past podcast, you understand why I don't have a problem with doing so. If you are struggling to let go, not to be the bearer of bad news, but that's not a connection. It's an attachment. Connection comes from the heart. Attachment comes from the mind. You attach through thoughts. You connect through the heart. Let that sink in. Connection comes from the heart. Attachment comes from the mind. Let me give y'all this example. When I met my husband, I did not, uh, we did not engage in any type of physical activity, no sex, no none of that. Everything that we did was spiritual more than less. So got to know each other very well. My goal and everything, one of the things I got, I told you guys the last podcast was um, when it came to men, I just didn't trust them. So the method I took on when it came to um, a new guy introducing himself to me or being interested was for me to be their friend first. Before anything else, we're going to be friends. So me and my husband, we're best friends. Like, talk about anything and everything, okay? Um, and from there grew the love, which came from the heart. I didn't have any expectations um where I would think about a future for us, which is an attachment. So I didn't think about, oh, in the future, I'm going to have this. I literally went into the situation with no expectations because prior to that, I had ended a relationship that was seven years long. And I didn't give a shit about the next man, another man, somebody else's man. I didn't give a shit about no man, you guys, none. So... I didn't have any expectations of my situation. I went into it. I took it day by day. Whatever was going to happen was going to happen. That's how I dealt with it. And lo and behold, probably, I'm going to (laughs) say, probably day one, but out of my mouth, day three. Um he had told me that he loved me right um probably about day 10-ish he asked me to marry him so I didn't expect any of that honestly I didn't um we were just vibing we had grown close um we're able to talk about anything so I didn't expect anything there was nothing to expect there's nothing going in the future I didn't think about okay well hopefully I am gonna be Mrs. Asbury that wasn't my thought process I didn't even think about that It was just day by day, what came, came, and I accepted that. Attachment takes us out of the moment. Maybe you were expecting something permanent and final in your life, like 
an end goal of marriage, family. If you are, you would be future focused. Attachment. With attachment, you overthink, overanalyze, and measure each person under their under your microscope of will he or she fit my future plan. The need to fill the slot in your perfect life plan becomes more important than who that man or woman actually is. That's attachment. Think about that. The need to fill the slot in your perfect life plan becomes more important than who that man or woman actually is. So when they talk about red flags, <laughs> I'm going to throw this in here. When they talk about red flags, they say to you, boom. When a person shows you who are you who they are, believe them. Oftentimes when you don't believe that red flag, it's because you've grown an attachment. You've been sitting around thinking future-based, living off of potential, the thought of something you see as potential. And from there... You become attached and you look past the person they really are. I witnessed that as of recent, um, in the past months, I told you guys I've been going through some things, but I I recently witnessed that in um, a situation that I was adjacent to, (laughs) not totally in, but adjacent to, um, reading through messages, uh, texts and such, and seeing the behavior and then knowing it on the back end with me, what was going on. Um, and even right now to how it has uh, played out and how it's going, it was like, not an amazement, but in more ways than one, I could see how on the flip side of the person not being in it and you're being told the story, how disappointing it is outside of being disappointed, how foul it is. But I also see the point where we miss the key points that are placed in our face and we miss them because we become attached Because we begin to think of more days with this person. This being a constant. I could do this forever. We begin to place the small moments in the present, in the future. And in our reality, we all know that we can't predict that. I had a conversation with my sister the other day just in regards to that particular thing where... I told you guys yesterday that patience is an important part of healing. But you only learn patience through experiences. So if you're only learning it through experiences and you experience a situation where you become attached to a person because you've ignored red flags and you're thinking future based because the current situation is great because you like what you're receiving and you think about it going on into the future, but that is not what was meant to pan out. 
but you would have known that if you hadn't have, if you hadn't missed what was right in front of your face. Patience. That could be patience to say, okay, let me see when you're trying to figure out who this person really is, if you see something that is a red flag, let's see if it happens again. Okay, it happened again. Now, we don't typically want to wait to see if somebody does us wrong. That's just not realistic. We don't. We just don't want to do that. However, in the case of understanding, in the case of recognizing and taking accountability for what you've either put yourself in or you allowed, or in more ways than one, when you finish and you get through with things, you see what you accepted. We don't, we don't want that. It's what you think a relationship should look like. Attachment. How you think it should end. Attachment. Expectations, you become attached to a specific idea, idea for a partner and transfer that attachment to the idea onto them. I read in a text, a woman said, based on the movement of action of the man, oh, you about to make me go out and buy me a wedding ring. (laughs) Attachment. Again, that person made you feel a certain way and they didn't acknowledge what you wanted, but you acknowledged that because of what you received and you decided to put yourself in future tense, future focus. And on the back end, for a lot of us, that ends up in disappointment. Attachment is need-based. Attachment is need-based. There's so much relationship advice about getting your needs met by by a partner. Some needs are reasonable with a deeply connected relationship. This will flow with little effort. For example, a man has been responsive through text daily or you see each other often. Now the responses are slower and fewer. And now you are tripping asking if he's good because you aren't getting what you are used to. So you're tripping Girl, um, are you for real? (laughs) Please get a grip. Needs are one thing. Neediness is another. Now, I point that out to say this because, um, I'm bad at texting. Period. Point blank. If a person texts me and I don't respond and then you text, 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 text some more and I don't respond. A lot of times for me, it's because I don't want to. Sometimes for me, it's because I'm busy and my phone is not something that I keep in my hand every day, all day. I do a lot. So my phone is not my business. I do connects through my phone, yes. But sit and text someone, no. I'll talk to them on the phone, but not text. But if those text messages 
or something that make you feel safe and secure that they're not busy doing something with somebody else. I've said it before, but that's attachment one. But number two is codependency. But we're not on that topic today, so we're going to stick with connections attachments. Connections deepen when your needs are already met. I'm going to say that again. Connections deepen when your needs are already met. Attachment is selfish. I want to make sure y'all hear me, so I'm going to repeat it again. Attachment is selfish. Attachments come from a place of trying to fill a void. It's an unhealthy emotional need. Women and men who attach hard and fast are often the first to declare themselves selfless and generous. They're the women and men with the big hearts. I'm just, I'm going to pause for a second and let y'all think about that. Women and men who attach hard and fast are often the first to declare themselves selfless and generous. They're the women and men with the big heart. I want y'all to think about that. How many of you have heard somebody say, I love hard. I got a big heart. Or even if you're speaking about another person, oh, they got a big heart. How many of y'all heard somebody say that? Many men and women give too much in a relationship thinking that they are selfish when selfless when in reality somewhere deep inside they're giving in with hopes of getting I'm listen I'm if this triggers you at all I do not apologize and the reason why I say that is because um I have been a person where I am combative to something that really hits me hard like damn that's me but I don't want to take accountability. So, man, that ain't always the truth. We fight it, right? So if it triggers you, if you resonate with it at any point in time, good. Because this helps you step out of your own shadow. Into the forefront, in the light. Let this light hit you. Let it hit you. So you can conquer the things that you've been fighting against, right? Men and women give too much in a relationship thinking that they are selfless when in reality, somewhere deep inside, they're giving with the hopes of getting. In reality, it's a form of control. Now, have you ever been there? Have you ever been that person giving, giving, giving and hoping that that person will act different, do right, be better? Are you hoping that that person will choose you, want you, give you back what you're giving them? Are you giving because 
you truly want to? Or are you giving because you built up in your mind this want, this need, this expectation for your future? And you want to give so that they feel the need to do what they have to do to be a part of your dream, of your thought. Think about it. We seek acceptance, love, and approval by doing in a relationship instead of just being. We seek acceptance, love, and approval by doing in a relationship instead of just being. It's all about what he or she can or can't do that makes you happy. Ain't that crazy? You're dependent on somebody else. Now, I know that people will come and listen and the thought process, typically when it comes to uh, people when they think about certain situations or this particular topic or things of this nature. Mindset-wise, we think monogamous, okay? We think about it in a monogamous way. Well, if I'm doing this for him or her, why wouldn't they do the same for me? Maybe they don't want to. Maybe that was never in their agenda in the first place. Maybe they never looked at you the way you looked at them. That's why. That's why. Maybe you jumped headfirst into commitment and they were still on the curb just shooting a shot. And you was just one out of seven different women they shot a shot they shot at. But you reacted first. You latched on first. Putting this kind of expectation on another is selfish. When you're coming from a place of trying to get something, a relationship or love, whatever it is, there's no room for real connection. Connection is freedom. Relationships form and grow when connections flow over time without expectations or projections. At the beginning of my relationship, my husband was somebody I did not like. Somebody I would never have chosen a day in my life. Okay? I mean that. Okay? I accepted him for who he was. One, because I didn't know anything about that particular lifestyle, okay? Not that I didn't know any. I'm not oblivious to it. I did know. I do know a lot about it, okay? It just is not my cup of tea. I have people in my family that that, that live it. I was around them a lot. But I'm not the kind of person who uh, attaches to certain things. So we're going to be family all day long. But... That lifestyle is yours and mine is mine. So, you know, it wasn't a big deal for me. Okay? That's what you did. That's what you do. Cool. I accepted him for who he was. He accepted me for me. I'm green, whatever. He wanted to call me. That was cool. Two people from two different sides of the fence. Great. We tend to mesh because it was just natural, right? But when he began to change, it wasn't a pressure point for me. 
I didn't have a thing to say about it. I noticed it. It was rewarding for him himself, but also for me because he chose to love himself enough to make a change. That had nothing to do with me. And when you're with somebody, you accept them for who they are. Now, I'm going to say this because you can hear this a lot with people um, when it comes to relationships or things of that nature. Yes, accept them for who they are. But if you're an individual where you either have mastered what you need to master and you have grown as far as or done as much as you want to do, as far as you want to go, you went there. And you feel like you're the ultimate mature. That's great. Your partner may not be the same, okay? So if you're a person, when you get to a point where you've reached the end of the road and they're still on their road, headed to their site of what they may call perfection. Accepting them for who they are is not saying accept anything and everything they are willing to give or not give. That is not what that means. But... You cannot change anyone, okay? They have to be ready and willing to do it themselves. So in the interim, waiting for them to change or being upset because they haven't done so in a timely manner makes you unhappy, which means you're living through them. So any growth you may have had or you think you have, you move backwards relationships don't create connections I'm going to say that again relationships don't create connections connections create relationships not all connections turn into relationships accepting that is paramount connections happen when you ditch the rules, the control. Think of some of your friends. You could go days or months without seeing each other or talking, but the connection never fades. This is very true for me. I told my husband the other day, I said, I reached out to some people as a recent because I had a, I had a serious need. And when I did, Mind you, I don't talk to them every day. I damn sure don't see them because we live in different states. But when I reached out to them, I was still poo. I was still, I was still red. I was still baby girl. I was still her. No matter if it had been six months to a year, two or three. I was still that woman, that girl, that friend, that poo to them. There's no expectation between us. We are just heavily connected. And we built that from being open and honest, not having any expectations, no rules, no control, just us being us. With attachment, you put your happiness and desires into someone else's hands. If they don't change, you're still going to be miserable. I want them to want me 
So I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. I'm giving what I think they want. And they don't. And you're sad, you're depressed, you're unhappy. Connections are egoless. And through the heart, they are 100% accepting of the other. And there are no obligations for the other to act in a certain way in order for them to receive your love. Now, with that being said, there is no excuse in it, okay? But... I relate what I just said to many different things, not just um, relationships. I tend to not request or ask things of others because I don't like feeling like a person has something to hold over my head. And I know a lot of people think that way because I've heard it from so many different people. I don't like opening my mouth when I need because I don't want a person to come back to me and say, I did this for you. Or, but what about the time when this? Which means you feel like because you did something for me, you deserve a gold star. In attachment relationships, you only love the other if they act the way you like them to. You expect them to be there for you whenever you require and they need to do something in return for affection. Now, I'm gonna say that that's not always true. And the reason why I'm gonna say that is because sometimes um, the ultimate goal is not for maybe let's say love or affection. Maybe the ultimate goal is to be accepted or to be wanted. Either way it goes, it is still a give and take. It's a it's an attachment. So let's say you still want something and they say they don't. It's over. It's done. Leave me alone. You still want it. So you feel like, okay, when I was doing this, this, and this, they were active. They were present. They were communicating this is what I need to do in order to get that. It's still a give and take. It's still, you give, not a gift. It's still a give and hope to receive, not give and take. So you giving in hopes that you receive what you want back. Surely the, the majority of us have connections with the people we love, right? We aren't that mean to do what I noted as far as attachment relationships, right? Hmm? Wrong. It's almost a bona fide guarantee that the majority of the relationships you have are attachments. Do you expect your children to go to college? I mean, do you? Attached. Do you expect your family and friends to call you on your birthday? I'm waiting for you to answer. Hmm? Attached. Is your husband required to stay with you for life? Yep, you got it. Attached. 
A good example of an attachment relationship is one you might have with your dog or your cat. You love your pet, certainly you do, but you expect it to act in a certain way, right? And when they don't, it upsets you. Think of how mad you get when you're when they pee on the floor. Here's an example of a connection with something. Let's say, let's say on the other hand, um, you might have a connection with a creature in nature. For example, an owl. You find yourself walking along a trail and you see an owl. You're admiring um, as it stares at you as the head turns and it's just staring. You appreciate it for what it is in the moment. You fully accept it with no judgment and no expectations. You don't care where it goes to next or where it has been and you don't expect it to love you back. Let me admit this on my end. When I began writing out this episode, I really didn't have a clue as to how deep this would be or get or how much I'd relate to the breakdown and the reality and the truthfulness of the differences of a connection and an attachment. How much I could see somewhere in my relationships where I've actually had attachments opposed to a connection. It was surprisingly, it was surprising how much um, we tend to not really understand in the midst of our own situations. So I'm the first to admit that it's damned hard not to be attached to your loved ones or your pets. Our emotions make it difficult not to be because you want the best for them, right? You want them to be safe. You want them to be happy. The problem here lies, do you really and truly want what's best for them? Do you really know what will make them happy? Are you sure what you want for them isn't just what will make you happy. Think about that. I said that attachment is selfish, right? So if you want something that they don't want, how do you want what's best for them? Why, if you're faced with that in particular, wanting someone who is showing they don't want you back, and you feeling like I'm the best thing for you. Or you're going to miss out if you mess up on this. How is it that you want the best for them? How at any point, if you ever, ever told them you, you know, you ever thought to yourself, I want what's best for them. How, how, how do you want that when you want what you want and when they don't show you 
what you want to see back. There's a problem. There's anger. There's bitterness. There's pettiness. Forget them. Why, if they show you that, do you not want what's best for yourself? Why the hell wouldn't you want what's best for yourself? Why would you want to chase anything? Anything. Yeah, you're gonna run after your pet. You're gonna get your, you can get your, you can get your dog together, okay? You're gonna get you're gonna wrangle up your pet, you're gonna bring them on in the house, okay? You love them, right? But if your dog runs away and you've searched for as long as you could, it might be the whole night. You might put out flyers later on. You want them to come back, right? But how long are you going to stress yourself with the search party, the endless nights of cat calling outside hoping the dog comes back or the cat comes back around? How long are you going to sit around saddened by their departure? I'm not saying get over it quickly because it's not realistic. But it, even in the, the space of, let's even give an example of a lost person. My first mindset is, I'm going to pray for their safety. I want them to be safe. Okay. Yes, come home. But in the interim, let's say coming home isn't safe. Do you want them home more than you want them safe? At some point, we have to be realistic with ourselves. Are you sure what you want for them isn't just what will make you happy? isn't just what you want. I'm going to let you think on that for a moment. Okay, so do you have some attachments to others? I'm sure you do. After hearing all this, you do, right? Is it really that bad? Let's put it this way. When you have an attachment to something, you depend on it to lift you up in some way, to to give you clarity, to reassure you, to make you happy, to define a relationship or a situation, to make a point. Your relationship is either really good or really bad to some extent, right? If you aren't making yourself happy, you are relying on an external source to do it for you. Attachments drain your energy because you are always either trying to mold them into what you want or you are changing yourself to please them. Tell me where that makes sense. 
this is why I say we have a hard time taking accountability with realities. Uh, because even hearing that out loud, even if you were told that by a, a therapist, the first thing you would do is deny it. No, I don't, I don't do nothing like that. And I'm not giving it to you guys um, and saying I've never been there. I'm going to tell you in all honesty that there's been times I've been told I'm doing something or this is what I'm doing. Like you were making excuses for that person. And I'd be like, no, I'm just telling you what's we all do it. So I'm not going to lie. We all do it. I've done it. You do it. Your cousin does it. Your sister does it. Your mama did it. Your daddy does it. That's just the honest to God truth. Having a connection means you accept them. They accept you fully. No expectations, no trades, no needs. No demands. In a healing session with a therapist, it's extremely important not to be attached to the patient as it limits energy flow. However, the aim of this particular podcast is to bring awareness. I learned while writing that I have attachments, expectations, but in the midst of thinking on this, when you begin to think of your day-to-day relationships, you excuse your situations. You make excuses after excuse. You remove all accountability from yourself. You place reason where there is none. With that being said, attachment has certain circumstances where we might make exceptions. For example, marriage. A mutual agreement between two people who agree to be faithful or monogamous or we can go through the whole vows, but we're not going to. It's an agreement between two people. So essentially that agreement outweighs the thought process of attachment. However, not so much because even within marriage, sometimes there are times where things change and one person might still be holding on and the other one isn't. Again, it's the same scenario. What you want has changed within them. So you wanting it, projecting it, and it not being met on the other side makes your marriage now an attachment. Do you have any examples of attachments you've had or connections that you would like to share? As I tell you guys all the time, you have my Instagram, Within Reason Podcast. You have Twitter, Within Reason Podcast. Um, my email address is still Thought Straight, but you guys can reach out to me. That information is on Apple and on Spotify uh, if you go to the detailed information. I thank you all for tuning in with me, Holly Michelle, Within Reason. The show is about reality, honesty, transparency, and just real life. So again, I thank you for tuning in. Until next week.